0: Welcome, everyone, to another edition of my Tuesday Tip Series. Every Tuesday, I upload a video highlighting some of the most commonly asked questions I get. And this time, I'm going to be going over what are the closing costs to expect in the Bay Area and how is that determined? I get this question quite a bit, so this is a very helpful exercise to actually go through line by line all the different things that you should expect to budget in terms of your reserves, and so you know what the cost of closing a house in the Bay Area would also entail outside of the purchase price. Every week, I do these videos, so if you have any questions or anything that you want me to cover in great detail, let me know via email, spencer at spencerhsu.com, or you can simply make a post on any of my social media feeds and pages, and I'd love to get to it at some other time. However, let's go ahead and jump right into it and let's take a look at a sample buyer's statement that you would receive when you are there when you are in the close of escrow. So let me start by sharing my screen here. Okay. So I simply copied and pasted some of the Actually, all of the information from a previous transaction that I just did recently. So you can see line by line what to expect and what you'll see. This is typically delivered at the close of escrow, so at the end of the contract. However, you would already know uh, all of these quotes and all of these figures much uh, far in advance. None of this is any surprise, so you're not. You shouldn't be seeing any unexpected cost on any of these line items. If you do, then at that point you want to reach out to the realtor, your title company, or your lender. So let's talk about this example. So this example assumes that we have just bought a house in San Jose. This example has it's a condo or a townhome, so it has an HOA involved. So we will look at that this particular example. If it's a single family house and there's no HOA then you simply just not, do not have that line item, and you can skip that altogether. So let's take a look. First things first, you'll see at the very top, it's basically separated into two sections, a debit and a credit. So what you have already paid and what is left for you to owe. This is the buyer side. So if you're selling the house, you'll have something different. Generally, the cost will be lower, mainly because there's no loan charges. However, there are different things that are related by the city and county that would affect the different costs that you can can expect to incur whether you do decide to sell a house or if you are buying a house. Now, one of the things as we go through this is that there is no line item for the buyer side on realtor fees because the real estate transaction fee, as in my commission as your realtor, there's no cost for you to use me. The fee comes from the seller side. So the seller pays for the listing agent, whoever is helping them prepare to sell the house and list the house. And then also whoever brings in the buyer. So you notice that there is no fee that you will be paying me coming from the buy side. So that's very important to understand and know about. So let's go over all of these different line items. So that's, I will be able to hopefully clarify what you should expect in the different categories you should expect. First things first, you'll see the sales price on the top. This example is let's say is $800,000. You will have a deposit of what you had done to be able to get in contract. So typically that's a 3% earnest money down. So in this case 3% of 800,000 is 24,000. Let's just assume this loan amount would be a total of uh of a loan amount. So this assumes you have bought the house for 20% down. And then you'll have this line item here, which is the buyer's funds to close. This will basically be the difference along with any sort of miscellaneous uh, fees that uh, the lender side will calculate on your behalf. We'll go over more of this later. You're actually not paying this amount here in terms of closing. You'll be paying a total amount at the very end. And I'll show you why that is. Now, when you buy a house, they take into account the aspect of getting, uh, getting things prorated in terms of you're going to be paying, in this case, there's HOA, a prorated amount. Because what if you bought it on May 15? Or in this case, let's say I bought it today. Well, each day is going to be different because they do bill the HOA typically on a consistent uh, figure. It could be the first of the month, could be the, the middle of the month. So they want to keep it so that there's less billing confusion. So you'll see this prorate amount when it comes to HOA. As I mentioned previously, if there is no HOA, as in it's a single family house, there would not be this line item at all. There's a next line item, which is related to county taxes. Now, a couple of things to clarify as people may kind of say, hey, look, wait, I thought I paid for this. The county tax in this example is from now until the... The, the next period which is usually every six months now this is assessed at the previous tax rate of or the tax amount of the uh, previous uh, owner so when you buy a new house assuming that you buy at a higher price than what it was before this will get reassessed and will be a different figure so don't be um, surprised when you have a different bill later that's higher is because it's it gets assessed later on. With the new purchase amount at least here in the bay area so in this case at least it'll prepay the remaining amount of in this case 51 days uh, to uh, give you a total here of what you'll be paying in terms of county taxes almost like prepaying your property tax your property tax so this is kind of the prorated amount and then the next level is the next item will be a related loan charges now if you have no loan as in you're buying an all cash this would, be, this would not exist. However, for most, they would be going through a, a bank to buy a house. So a couple of line items. You'll see there will be a processing fee. Every every bank will have some sort of processing fee to process the loan. There will be the tax service line item. That's These are pretty standard. The next two can be either paid beforehand. So in this case, the buyer had paid an appraisal fee, which is typically about $500. That's a fair amount. It can be paid ahead of time, or if you wanted to, you can also pay it at escrow. It depends on the bank. and depends on what options are available. An appraisal is always done for the bank to be able to come up with their internal assessment of the value of a house. We can talk about appraisals some other time of what what the reasoning or the things to be aware of when it comes to that phase. However, this is always done and there will be a fee associated with it. There will be a fee related to a credit report. They need to run your credit, so there will be a fee related to that. In this case, you can see it's about $15. There will be a prepaid interest. So as you can see, there is a fee uh, of just basically paying forward uh, the interest side of the loan amount. So you can see it's based off of per day, just like before. So if it's if you had a your escrow delayed by five days, this will all change. They will do the math. They'll do the calculations for you, and then, but last but not least, there are also potential lender credits. It just depends on the lender. Depends on what what promotions they may have. It may also depend on uh, the relationship between your company and the bank. So this is this varies across the board. It could be zero. In other cases, it could be a couple thousand dollars back. For example, I know a lot of new home uh, constructions. If they if you use their in house lender. There is some credit back. So this is the line item where you'll see credits um, as, a apps, as a fixed number that you'll see on the credit section. And it is optional. Now, what is a title and escrow? So here in the Bay Area, title and escrow is one company. There are many big companies out there, and they're all ha- uh, regulated by the government. So you're not going to see a very big difference, if anything at all, when it comes to uh, the different companies that you can choose from. Typically, it's actually not the individual as in the buyer or seller that chooses, quite frankly, because they're never going to encounter the title and title and escrow company again. So it's mostly actually the realtor that picks. And so for me, when I pick my title and escrow company, what's most important is the communication for that individual so that they, I, I know that this will close on time and I know everything will process in an, in an orderly fashion. So that's by far the most important thing to me uh, when it comes to, you know, dealing with such large sums of money and for something so important. And it's usually, as I mentioned, picked by the agent, not necessarily by the individual uh, buyer or seller, because you wouldn't know what's good and what's bad. Uh, But we would know because we're using them over and over. And if they don't do a good job, you know, we wouldn't, I wouldn't use them again. So they have their reputation on the line when it comes to this. Now, what is the point of this? So the escrow side, it makes sense where when when people are depositing the funds, like in this case of twenty four thousand uh, or any movement of money, they're basically the facilitator of that money. So when you deposit funds, it does not go into my bank account. It doesn't go into the seller's bank account. It goes. It holds in the third party company, which is what we want—the escrow company. They're facilitating making sure all the checks are done before the the exchange of the funds. They're also holding the money from the bank when the bank gives their loan to to facilitate this transaction. And then from a title perspective, this is more related to title insurance. It is highly advisable and it happens across the board for everybody to have this. In case there are some issues with title, that is something that we wouldn't have been able to see or know. Uh, or on the reverse side, on the seller side. So the last thing you want to do is f- go through this transaction and have some issues with title. That that gets extremely complicated. A lot of lawsuits would take care. Uh, fortunately, it doesn't happen very often. However, it's not worth it to even have that risk given, in this case, 800000 if not significantly more, is on the line when it comes to buying a property. So you'll have the aspect of a lender's title insurance as well. Now, when it comes to the cost, who pays for this? So it actually depends on the the county as to what is the most common approach. And so here is a guide, and this is a public guide. You can simply Google it. So you can see in every county across California, there is a standard approach. Some counties, let's just say in this example, this is in San Jose, the seller pays, for escrow charges, in Santa Clara County, the, the the seller pays for title fees. The seller pays for the documentary documentary transfer tax, and then here, if you look in San Jose, there is a city transfer tax that is uh, split uh, three dollars and thirty cents per thousand dollars. So we'll go over that later in great detail. But you can see in Santa Clara County, uh, most of it is being b- done by the seller side. So you actually see a significantly less here for that reason, but you will see the different line items. So you'll see uh, this is a miscellaneous one. This will happen for for every transaction. You're going to have something very nominal, this environmental protection lien. You have the lender's title insurance. All of these are a formula based off of the loan amount. So the higher your loan is, the higher these fees will be. That's how you can think about that there'll be a loan service fee just like a just like how a lender is processing they will also be processing as well you have a recording recording service fee and then in this case there's a special courier fee given these times you may see this uh, more common because there's the title company in the past you would you would potentially go to the title company itself to do all of the signing when it comes to transferring a property from one to another. To another from seller to the buyer but now because of not being able to even go to office a lot of it is being curried uh, from one one side to it to another so something to to know so as you can see the costs will all vary by county and as you can see it you're going to be paying it for it depending on the county and all depending on what's what which side you're on on the transaction um, so on, if you're buying in Santa Clara on the buy side, you don't have these fees, but when you decide to sell that house in the future, you're going to be expected these fees versus like look at San Mateo, the buyer pays for title and escrow. So the buyer will be paying that upfront, but when they sell, they don't have to worry about it. So that's gives you an idea. Just different counties has their own policies. It's a pretty standard approach. Most realtors will follow these guidelines. Otherwise we'll question, are you familiar with what happens in this area? Or why are they asking us to pay for this when it should be somebody else? So that's the title and escrow side. You're going to see sections related to government charges. So you'll have the recording fees. This is a pretty flat amount for really the paperwork. And then you'll have the city transfer tax. As I mentioned, every city will have its own uh, policy. If there isn't a city labeled here, there is a specific amount So sorry, so you'll have the specific city listed here. If not, then you can always ask me, we can go over what it will be for that exact city if it's not listed here. But in this case, it's $3.30 and it's split 50-50. So $3.30 per thousand for a hundred dollars purchase well, total will totally be $2,640. And so if you divide that in half, you'll be paying $13.20. The seller will actually be paying $13.20 as well. Next, you'll have some other things that you'll be prepaying. So you have HOA charges. So you'll be paying for the dues that you have next month. So it's basically prepaying. And in this case, you have another line item, which is a mobile signing fee. As I mentioned, given the times we're in, most people may have preferred to actually go and have that experience of signing all the documents at a title company. But right now, a mobile notary is actually coming to that person's house to do all the paperwork. And so it's a pretty flat fee, about 175 prices range around there. So once you have that, all of that will add up to have a subtotal. And depending on the lending side of what, what they had expected uh, for you, there'll be a difference of what you'll be paying or what uh, you'll may be receiving back. It's going to be very close typically in terms of the balance. So it's not going to be a, a big amount on, it'll only be a big amount if, like, if let's say you're supposed to close on a specific day, and let's say you're a week late. As I mentioned, all these calculations are on a specific day of, especially the prepaid side. So things may change drastically for whatever reason if if it's delayed significantly in terms of whether you owe a lot more money or they owe you money. Now, a couple of things that may also show up is many times. Uh, there may be different really related to prepaid insurance, so homeowners insurance. So many will expect a full year of payment. Give an example: mine ranges between uh, 850 to uh, 1100 uh, this year, and I have a I'm in a single family house. So you can pretty much expect that range. Of course, you can go a lot higher. You can go a lot less, but that gives you the range of the homeowner insurance premium. Those are the main things when it comes to the buyer's statement and the buyer's side of what to expect for closing costs. Now, as you can see, some of them is just a prepayment. So don't be discouraged or shocked that, oh, wow, I'm paying, you know, this, you know, this high amount, the closing costs are so high. Just keep in mind, a lot of them are payments that you're going to pay anyways. So you're just paying it up front instead. You're just prepaying for certain items. So don't be scared or think, oh, it's, or 2% of the entire transaction, you really want to think about the line items. And the main line items, as you can see, is possible title and escrow fees. There may be different fees related to the transfer from the city that you're in. And then you'll have some fees related to the loan side. So I hope this clarifies a lot of the questions that people may have, or also explains a lot of the things that you can expect when it comes to closing. There's no hidden surprises. This is you will see this information um, when you when you are about to close and also you can get this information prior to close. If you have specific questions related to this, you're always welcome to reach out to me or your realtor. They should be able to explain and give you the right expectations as to what to see and what to budget for when it comes to closing costs. Well, that will wrap up my Tuesday tip of the week. If you have any questions, feel free to reach out at any time. If you like this video, please smash that like button and be sure to subscribe, especially on my YouTube channel. And uh, other than that, have a great week. Bye now. Hey, podcast world. Thank you so much for your support. I do post at least three shows a week. If you like the content, please leave a five star review, smash that subscribe button and share it with your friends. Looking forward to have you back at the next one. Bye now.